Running Light Ministry podcast is brought to you by listeners like you. You can support these podcasts by making a gift to the ministries at runninglight.org. Welcome to the Running Light podcast this week. We're going to try to finish up a question um, from uh, a person who's asked um, how to keep their little children away from becoming addicted to porn. We touched base with uh, really addiction, that issue, yesterday. And um, so if you're interested in uh, what we think about being addicted to porn, you might want to check last week's uh, or a couple weeks ago podcast. should be called Addicted to Porn <laughs> or, sex, or Addicted to Sex or Not or something like that. I forget. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, anyway, you can check it out. Um, but the point of this is how can they keep their kids from this? So we're going to talk a little bit about Internet safety um, today. And maybe some things that people can do, and and really, what's the biblical merit behind this? You think, Peter? Mm-hmm. Um, so, from the biblical merit uh, behind what we call amputation, or in this case, it'd be more like prevention. Is uh, I can't remember what passage it is, but uh, when Paul's writing to the Corinthians, he says, "Be wise when it comes to good deeds, but uh, when it comes to malice or evil, be babes." Yeah. And uh, what, what his point is, is like, um, obviously, growing up in America, growing up in the society that we're going to be in, there's no way to perfectly protect uh, my kids. There's no way to perfectly protect the people that I love and care about from the evils of the world. And that's why it's so important to um, contextualize things. But there is a lot of wisdom in keeping people, what, what, what he's calling it, babes when it comes to evil stuff. So there's a there's a very big difference between me say um, wanting to contextualize sex and and the godly merits of sex and and the biblical aspects of it and helping uh, children understand what porn is and stuff like that. There's that's one thing, but it's completely different to knowingly expose my kid to pornography. Uh, that's a completely different thing, um, or knowingly put them in a position where I know for a fact that they would fall into pornography. Uh, that obviously is not biblical. That's not something that God would want us to do. Um, so I guess the way, uh, a simpler way to put it is, you know, hope for the best but plan for the worst. So hope for the best, keep keep my kids as protected as I, as I possibly can, um, but plan for the worst, understand that they might be exposed to it no matter what I do inside my efforts. Yeah, that's good. I was... I thought, uh, my first thought came to, you know, Job 31, where it says, you know, I've made a covenant with my eyes. Why then should I look upon a young woman? And um, I think there, there's like the idea, and really you should read the whole chapter. The whole chapter is amazing. Um, but there is that idea there, uh, biblically speaking, that what we look at does matter. You know, it does have an effect on our life. And if we, if we can just kind of accept that, you know, um, from from Job's writing anyway in, in 31, uh, verse 1. Um, and then we look at really Jesus, and I look at that whole passage that he says, you know, the, uh, the, the eye is basically, 
kind of the lamp. And I'm kind of trying to remember exactly what that quote is. Do you remember what it is where he talks about? Yeah, he says the eye is the lamp of the body. Yeah. And if the eye is good, then the body is good. Yeah, and that's right. And so I think of that passage, too, that makes some sense. And I know there's a lot with that passage that people kind of try to metaphorically find out what he's talking about because it's kind of it's a little tricky yeah. when you break that text down. Um, but certainly Jesus gives that idea of, you know, in other passages, too, of looking upon uh, a person with a lustful heart. And obviously the idea of just the eyes and the looking. And there is something about that that we have to, you know, just be aware of as people, that what we do see does affect us, you know. And um, sometimes it's as simple as the the spiritual law of reaping and sowing. Whatever you sow, you're going to reap. So if you if you sow to a lot of things that you watch, you know there's going to be a reaping of that at some point in your life. Um, and and so I, I see those things too. I think I think I think I see Samson too as being just a, a guy who saw a lot of things, saw a lot of women, and he kind of lusted after them. He looked at them, and his eyes, again, it's just the issue of the eyes, you know, that the eyes do play an important part in everything. Mm. Um, and um, and so with that with that speaking, we also know that we're uh, to obviously train up a child in the way he should go. And, um, and you know, when I think of, um, you know, the idea of protecting your 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 kids or you know just as you would from an invader that's why you have locks on your door mm. things like that it's like you'd also kind of want to lock on your things that could be virtually damaging to them yeah. you know and it's not just it's not just pornography obviously mm. you know there's there's many things out there you know i mean some of the most horrendous things i've seen on the internet have nothing to do with sex they really have to do with violence, mm. and they're real. I mean, they're really things happening. Like when I see like the ISIS um, videos of what they do, whether it's on huge uh, documentaries that are famous um, that are out, um, or just just kind of side underground clips of what ISIS is doing, those things penetrate my brain and heart in major ways. I mean, those things are hard to watch. Mm. And uh, the effect on that emotionally and, and I think just psychologically is incredible, you know, because you have a lot of fear, a lot of things going on, you know, when you watch stuff like that that are just and horrendous acts of barbarity, you know, that it's hard to imagine. So... I mean, man, to have to have a kid, I mean, to think of it like a 10-year-old stumbling onto stuff like that would be just like, whoa, man, you, you probably wouldn't even be able to comprehend it, just like you probably wouldn't be able to comprehend a lot of what pornography does, mm. you know, to him as well. But, um, you know, when was the first time you, you saw pornography, you said? Well, um, the interesting thing about me, and, and this is something for, I, I guess, for Christian parents to really think on as well, is um, I didn't actually watch pornography um, as most people would define it, the actual, you know, people having sex on camera. 
uh, until I was about 16. Um, I actually, yeah. the, the first kind of things that I used to watch that used to, you know, that I used to utilize would be, you know, rated R movies and, and stuff like that. Yeah. Movies that had sex scenes within them. Um, and that's what I utilized because the internet was fairly new when yeah. I was that age. Was there, like, I know for a lot of us older, older or middle-aged guys, it's like JCPenney catalog or stuff like that, you yeah. know? Stuff that comes in the mail, Victoria's Secret catalogs or something like that. You're like, whoa. (laughs) You know what I mean? Yeah. So for, and that's, that's why we, we emphasized last time the importance of talking to your children because you could set up as many blocks as you want. But if your kid, if, if you have a son like my, like me, then, um, he's going to find something to self-gratify to. He's going to find something to lust after. Yeah. And so the context is, is the most important thing. But then there's also that part, you know, like, there is something about watching legitimate pornography, like watching two people have actual sex that, you know, for me, that was my first experience with sex was watching it on a computer screen or on my TV. And there is something that like impacts you. It impacts your heart. Um, and it, and it, uh, you know, God definitely designed it uh, in our bodies. You know, we are fearfully and wonderfully made. He designed a lot of chemicals inside of our bodies that are really good. They're really cool things that help us out, you know, when we actually have intimacy with our spouses that make sex really awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, but the problem is that when I was, you know, 13 to 16 years old, when I was watching pornography, I was watching these videos, is that as I was watching the videos, uh, the same chemicals were dumping. And, and so what was happening to me is I was basically associating those sexual feelings with a video and not with a person. And so that became almost like, um, almost like a relationship to me. Hmm. Uh, I was with pornography or with uh, videos, and and actually when I was a teenager, I was, uh, I know I'm I'm not like many people, uh, you know some people you know they watch porn, but that's just like you know they watch porn, but they also also want to have sex with girls, and uh, when I was like 13 to 16, I did kind of want to have sex with girls, but pornography was like my main thing. I think I liked porn better than I would an actual relationship, mm-hmm. uh, because of the amount of control I had over it and uh, the affection I had for it. Hmm, that's interesting. That's that's interesting for sure. Yeah, and, and I, I know I'm not like all men, but that's no, but you're not me. alone for sure. Yeah. You know, that's that's for sure. I think it happens a lot like that. Actually, you know, the bottom line, if you're a parent, I mean, I think what you get out of these things is is right now is you have you have to be able to engage your kid on these topics. Mm-hmm. You know, for sure. I mean, I'm putting together a list of of kind of that I want to go over and it might be something that we do podcasts on um it's called I put it, I called it the helping theist parents in a porn world and um but I have 1 through 12 understanding what your kid is watching understanding porn sites understanding types of porn understanding a secular world view of sex and it goes on but it's just it's it's things that parents need to know kind of nowadays mm-hmm. they need to be able to know and to relate to their kids mm-hmm. somewhat of you know because of the virtual life that they have because there is two worlds man there's the physical and then there's the virtual nowadays mm. so but let's get back to kind of okay we kind of found some reasons of why biblically <clears throat> you know to to take care of of especially our kids you know we see that we definitely don't want to <clears throat> um stumble them in any way um and uh so you know what are things that we can do um you know first of all um, your kids don't need to be on the internet. <laughs> That's one thing you can do. Yeah. I mean, sometimes kids don't need to be on the internet yeah. at all. Um, and, um, 
So some parents do that. You know, they don't have their kids on. And that's probably the greatest way of cutting off anything, you know? <laughs> yeah. Because then it's just not an avenue. You know, the Internet's not, you know. But if you are on the Internet and you do have the Internet at your house and you do have especially, like, teenagers in your house where they're using the Internet for all kinds of things, man. They're they're on there for – I know my, my daughter does online schooling at times. Like, right now she's in online schooling. So it's like she needs the Internet, you know, those type of things. Um, but what you could do is there's a couple companies that we're going to just throw out um, right now. One of them is um, we've used SafeEyes for years. Mm-hmm. And SafeEyes has always done really well. I mean, they've always been a, a pretty solid um, software company that um, I heard McAfee now owns SafeEyes, the famous antivirus company. But um, um, SafeEyes... Uh, is a, is kind of a software that you put on your PC um, or on a phone, and it'll help you filter and and and, and kind of describe some of what technology these technologies do, Peter. Um, so what SafeEyes? I, I think I'm most familiar with SafeEyes and Covenant Eyes. Those are the two that I've used personally. Yeah. Um, but from what I remember with SafeEyes, when you purchase it, it's good for three devices, right? Three yeah. Three or four devices. Yeah, so three different things you have. Right. So, like, when you buy it, what happens is you have the option to then upload it onto um, – they have an app now, I believe, mm-hmm. uh, for, the, for the iPhone. But you're able to upload it onto your computer – your pad, your, you know, what three devices of your choosing, you're able to upload it on. What it works like is it, is it basically goes over your internet. And so whenever you're accessing your internet, it goes through SafeEyes. And so what it does is no matter what you're doing, SafeEyes is kind of monitoring everything you're doing. And so you could set it up so that everywhere you go goes to the administrator. So for you as a parent, you'd set yourself up as the administrator and every place, every site that your kids go or whoever, um, you would know about it. It would email it to you. So you'd get like a, a report uh, once a week or as often as you'd want. And then if they ever, if, if something was uh, attempted to be accessed, um, like certain keywords in Google, like porn, sex, things like that, it would automatically block. Or any site that would have words like that on there, it would block as well. And you could actually set, um, you could set the severity of it. So you can set it like if, if anything registers is what they would consider like a T for teen, you could block that. Or you can do it just as anything that registers for like mature. So like for instance, YouTube would be like a teen site, meaning there are things on YouTube that could be questionable, um, but YouTube has bans on like nudity and stuff like that on their videos as far as I know about it. Um, and then, uh, but like so there are sites, obviously like, you know, Pornhub or something like that, that would be a mature site that, so that would block that out. And, uh, like I said, you would get, whenever a flagged site goes up, you would be aware of it. Yeah. You and get that instant notification. That's right. And it also, uh, blocks pop-ups as well, uh, which is, uh, really helpful. <laughs> yeah. Which is cool. And there's some other things I think of with these kind of softwares too, and that is you can, um, uh, set time limits on it, mm-hmm. you know, so if you don't want your kids to be on the internet late at night, it can be something like that, um, uh, which is great. And plus you can have different user settings as well. So say you have a few different people that log into the computer, you can have different user settings per who logs in. So you can kind of ch- customize everybody's user settings. You might have a 10-year-old that might have a very strict, and then you might have an adult that has not much of a strict um, user setting, that type of thing. 
So that's one way to do it. Um, it's to utilize these companies like Covenant Eyes, like Safe Eyes, and there's more out there. There's one called K9, and then there's called uh, My Mobile Watchdog, which is a really good one for the phones, man. I, I've used that before on Android phones, and, man, that's that's solid. You can actually lock apps that are on a phone. You you know every text that comes in. You can read every text, um, everything, man. I mean, emails, everything that comes in, you can monitor and look at. It's really, it's quite cool. So uh, that's my mobile watchdog, which is a good one for phones. So parents out there that go, man, I really want to monitor my kid's phone. They don't even, on their phone, they don't even know they're being monitored. Uh, I mean, I mean, you tell them obviously, but, <laughs> but they don't, they don't have anything that shows up on their phone. It's, um, you set something up on their phone, but it kind of runs in the background. And then I think another good thing too is, um, something called, um, that we're, it's kind of new, but it's clean router. Um, that we're just learning about. We've been utilizing it here at the church for the last few months. Um, and that is a router that hooks into your modem. And the, the, the filter is actually on the router itself. So what, you don't need any other software on any devices in the house at all. Everything actually just runs through the clean router. And you can go to cleanrouter.com and check them out. If you do go to Covenant Eyes and you utilize that for your phones or for your computers, um, you can use the promo code running light and receive a month free, um, um, for that. Um, but those, those are kind of like the main, I think, ways to kind of keep things relatively safe. Um, you know, as a kid gets older, um, is it good to to maybe release some of that? You know, you know that's that's kind of a big question. Some some parents I know would go, I don't know. You know, it's like don't want to give them too much. You know what I mean? Type of thing. Other parents would be maybe more open to to having their kid kind of go in directions and then experiment with you know talking with them about those things. Um, and, um, that's something you just have to prayerfully consider as a parent. You know, I always think the decisions, you know, you just can't make decisions out of fear as a parent. It's very difficult to do that, but you, you can't just say, Hey, I fear what they're going to see because like you've already said, probably they've already seen it. You know, it's probably something that they were at a friend's house, someone, you know, and they saw something already. So. You know, I think you got to realize too. Everybody's got to realize is that some kids will watch, will see something pornographic, and it will not affect them majorly at all. Um, and that's just true. Yeah. Other kids, they're gonna see it, and it will affect them. Something will hit, and they, you know, and and for me, I mean, my first. Exposure to pornography was very young. I remember being very young, kindergarten age, something like that. Me and my brother were playing with some friends at their house. One of the older brothers put on a video, and it was pornographic. And I remember the images. I didn't start self-gratifying till I was in college. You know, so it's not like it's not like I was in junior high sitting there, you know, masturbating you know, to girly magazines and thinking, wow, that thing I saw when I was in kindergarten was great. And it wasn't like I had a compulsion to want to um, see this images again, you know. Um, 
it was something certainly I think you know locked in in my brain somewhere. Um, um, but you know that stuff. The, the thing with masturbation, you know, what we call self gratification, really didn't didn't go till later on. You know, um, and um, I think I developed more of an excitement towards sensuality. Um, you know, as time kind of went on, you know, you kind of develop it. You know, it's kind of like working out. You know, <laughs> you know what I mean? In a not so good way. That's right. <clears throat> you know, so, um, you know, it's not that every kid, if your kid watches it and sees it, it's like he's doomed. <laughs> it's over. It's over. And that, and that's another important thing that I'd like to bring up because uh, one of the major things that I see, and, and I know you do as well, Bo, is that uh, something that's going to keep people down is fear. Um, like for me, when I was 13, um, when I first watched porn, I, I knew it was wrong. But all I was getting from pastors and churches was, it's sin, it's horrible, don't do it, you know, and, and it was more like this freak out kind of thing. And so, like, the more I heard that message, the more I panicked about it. And the more I panicked, the more I would go to pornography to alleviate the panic. And so, <laughs> like, it just locked me in. And uh, that that's a, that's a huge thing. I mean, think about even just your relationship with God. If you have a freak out moment with your sin and you think, man, I can't even go before the Lord, I can't confess, you know, this is really bad, and you don't have that foundation or understanding of grace, then you're never going to be able to fight your sin because only God could give you the strength to do it anyway. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, I, I can't emphasize this enough. When you're talking to your children about it, there needs to be a calm demeanor. Uh, when you're talking to them about it, if you say something that's like, oh, my gosh, like, what did you look at, you know, and these things, you, you're going to mess them up. You know, they're not going to be able to. I mean, how are they going to understand God's grace and the way that their heavenly father looks at them when they're when their earthly parents aren't doing that? You know, I when I think about God's face, I mean, the, the picture that it gives us in the Bible, Proverbs 24, 16 and Hosea 11, is that God looks at us like children learning to walk for the first time. So when we stumble, God's not up in heaven, like, freaking out, like, you know, I, I can't believe it. That's crazy. You know, I, I, I'm totally blown away, you know. But it's like, you know, when you when you watch your kid learning to walk for the first time, he stumbled, you know. And he, the parent, if you're a loving parent, you're going to help your kid up again, and they're going to keep walking. Yeah. You know, and that's how God sees us, and I think that's beautiful. Yeah, that's tough, though. I, know, I understand a lot of parents have never watched pornography. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, I've lived very, you know, kind of strict lives to those things. And so it can be, you know, all of a sudden they have a kid who's now living in the virtual world where he goes, yeah, I saw, you know, I saw an orgy the other day, you know, and the, the mom's like, what? You know what I mean? <laughs> like, what did you see? You know, and and all that's entailed in an orgy, you know, um, you know, that would be such a radical thing. And, and, you know, as, as a, as a man who's had, who has kids and has older kids and has kind of been there, done that, you know, it, it, you know, whenever you're, whenever sex comes up, it's always sex has consequences, you know, it has serious, there's serious issues with sex, but a lot of those serious issues with sex, I think, um, are, are, um, are the after effects of the sexual activity that maybe happens and and it's the psychology of the fear you know the 
that maybe a fear reaction and how that stunts maybe a person, um, a kid, or makes the teenager feel like they're ashamed now and they 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 um, you know are not going to be loved by the parents because of what they did or things like that and it really wrecks a kid you know where the kid and then of course the idea of God and the association of God with the parents becomes now a real negative thing. You know, so now that the teenager thinks of, uh, of God and he thinks of his parents and he thinks of the negativity the parents have had towards him because of his desire to be a homosexual or whatever that, whatever the case may be. And, and then all of a sudden there's that really negative connotation of God. And, and, and it's not that we can't eliminate, uh, a teenager's full, neg- uh, the way he thinks about God and the way he associates God with a parent. It's not that we can eliminate that as a parent, you know. But what we can do is try to reflect Christ the best way that we can, you know. And and it's certainly, you know, realizing that, you know, even though you want to believe that your kids know the Lord, and I think everybody wants to believe that as a parent, you have to kind of come at them with the idea of do they really know the Lord? You know, do they really know? And if they don't know the Lord... Then the number one job is to try to help them see the goodness of God, you know, and the forgiveness of sin that's in Christ, you know, and, uh, you know, of course, the grace that's seen on the cross and, and the love that's seen on the cross and the mercy and all those things, you know, and and that and when you approach uh, a kid based on that desires to see them come into a right relationship with God, you know, you really you really don't have really. You know, the sex acts that they've seen is not what you're fearing anymore. What you're really wanting to do is you're seeing it more as an opportunity to kind of draw them closer to, to the Lord. And, and so, you know, I think a lot of fear as a parent comes just from the idea of my own reputation and, you know, the fear of, gosh, man, my kid done this. What does this mean to me? You know, um, you know, and how people are going to view me and now my family, this is happening or, you know what I mean? That type of thing. And that can grip us, that kind of fear, um, where we don't really reflect Christ. So, so it's really, you know, it's, it's, it's really important that, uh, you know, we, we have been, you know, sharing with our kids biblical understandings of sex, you know, for sure, man. I mean, I think it's great to, I mean, it's awesome to be able to, when a kid says, hey, you know, mom, I don't know what I watched, but I watched, you know, I watched this and I saw this, you know, that you're able to say, hey, you know, what that's, what that is, is there's something called sex. And, and, you know, the Bible talks about that. And again, look at the Bible and look at, you know, that, you know, and, and try to put it where there's positive aspects to it. And then there's distortions of it that are in the world and, and just try to lay those things out, that groundwork, you know. And just like anything you would do, you know, um, you know, uh, any other, I guess, topic, you know, you would do that, that there's kind of the Lord's way and how he's created it. And then there's a distortion of it, you know, and, 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 you know, that type of thing. So, um, but there are things you can do just in your house to help out. So we hope you guys kind of tap into those things. Yeah. Um, one last thing I, I would want to ask you about, because I, I'm, unfortunately, I don't know any of this stuff. Yeah, uh, even though I probably should. Uh, <laughs> uh, what are the methods that uh, kids can access porn sites? Because I think it is uh, something that 
uh, parents would like to know. Yeah. Uh, like the social media sites or through video game things or, mm-hmm. or whatever. Yeah, well, pornography is is on, like, you can you can access it through, like, Xbox. You can access it through the PlayStation um, because those are connected to the Internet, and you have Internet access through the Xbox and through the PlayStation. So... Um, so you're able to get on the internet through those portals, and through that you can access pornography. Um, there are some games that actually are kind of pornographic in nature, meaning they, they I want to say maybe that's not the best word. Maybe they just they have a lot of sen- they have a lot of sensuality in them, and so there's there's that certainly to me growing up that would be deemed kind of pornographic. You know, it'd be like whoa, you know. And and there's a lot of that nowadays, so it's almost like, you know, it, but just so you know, just so you're aware, you know. And like I said, a lot of kids, like, see these things and it doesn't phase them at all. It's like it's normal. I mean, it, it just doesn't phase them. Just like in my generation, there were certain things we saw that didn't phase us either, you know. And But we're just letting you know that there are things that, you know, of course they can access. If they have a Roku at the house, like a Roku device or... um uh, it's like, uh, I think Apple has Apple TV and then there's Google TV and different things like that. Through those things, they, a lot of them don't have, um, full blown pornographic channels. Um, but there is a way to access pornography on some of those devices. So, like, um, you have to be careful. If you have one of those devices at the house, um, there are ways to set it up where if uh, someone's going to um, use an application that there is a password that can protect it. Um, think of things like Amazon uh, Prime. Um, you think of Hulu. You think of Netflix. Um, all those don't have um, full-blown pornography on them, like uh, what we would look think of today as modern-day porn. But they certainly have things that are very, you know, very revealing. They do have nudity and things like that. So, you know, you do have to watch those things, you know. And there's, there, again, there's ways on all these things that they have parental settings that you just have to kind of be savvy to as a parent. You have to go into the options and look for parental safe, uh, things, uh, options and, 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 and set it up, you know, if you want to. Um, if uh on comcast the, it's the same thing you have you have parental settings on that and you have to go into those options and kind of utilize uh, do that so i mean those are some of the big if your kid has a phone and they're connected to wi-fi of course they have access to everything um right there so youtube does show um uh kind of a low grade porn um, on it, I think in order to get on YouTube, you have to be kind of signed in to your own thing and kind of verify yeah, that there, you're over there 18. There are some videos that are like red band and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, and in order to do that, you have to be signed in to verify your age. Yeah, that's that's kind of what I thought. So um, I don't think they have like porn. I think it's just more like you know they'll have like brief nudity or something like that. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah, maybe what we would consider more soft, softer core. Stuff maybe, um, so there's there's a lot of things out there. Of course, um, I mean just TV in general can be 
risky in, in its own right in those ways. But you have, you know, to us, I mean, really, it's not about kind of freaking out and just going, oh my gosh, you know, there's so much stuff out there. It's like, it's really important that you just continually have this topic as you grow in your walk with God. And, and really, and I don't know how you can't have this topic on your mind because it's all over the Bible. <laughs> so it's like you're studying this stuff all the time. And so sexuality is always being talked about in the Bible. Yeah. I mean, just all over the place, yeah. you know. So it's it's hard not to think about this yeah. and, and bring it up. Clearly God thought it was a big deal, <laughs> a yeah. pretty big issue. Yeah, absolutely. So... You know, the more, the more, you know, if your kids see something or are into something, your teenage kids are into something, don't just, don't just first blow, you know, at is like, I'm putting locks on the thing and da 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 da. And especially if they don't know God, man, if they don't know God, it's like, what are you doing? I mean, I mean, all they're going to do is get mad at you, think you're weird and, and find something else. You know, that's probably worse. <laughs> you know, the best thing you can do is, is try to talk to them and ask them why they like it. Ask them what do they like about it. You know, talk to them a little more about it. You know, become a friend to them. And and especially if they're older teenagers, man. And, you know, I, I mean, I really understand that when your kid's young, like really young, you know, under 13 you kind of thing, you know, you really got to, you know, it's really up to the parent to make sure that they have a very safe, you know, upbringing, you know, which, you know, a lot of times people will say, well, today it's way worse than it was back then. And I always say, think again, because, <laughs> man, if you were 13 years old in the old school days, you're already getting ready to have sex and to get married, mm. you know. And it's like, that's pretty hardcore, you know. Um, to me, it's like, that would be really, really wild to be able to say to your 12-year-old, hey, guess what? We need to talk about, like, sexual intercourse, like, you know, now. Because, you know, next year you potentially could be married, and that's my goal as a parent is to get you married off. And, you know, this is what's going to be happening. You know, and, you know, rape and everything in the ancient world was huge, man. Just gnarly. Women were treated horribly. Mm. So it's like, you know, <laughs> I mean, you know, it, so when we say like, oh, it's way worse today, I just go, oh, <laughs> I don't know, man. <laughs> you know, I think in some ways it's 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 a lot better today. And, and I think certainly the virtual world and the image world we have certainly is difficult. We have much more images today but the same lust was there back then that is 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 today and lust always finds a way that's the nature and the corruption of sin is it's going to find its way you know and um so so you can't that can't be the cop out or like you know for a parent of just like you know throwing your hands up and going it's way worse today you know and and you know today's just awful and that kind of thing no in both situations ancient world now you have to talk to your kid mm. you know you have to sit down with them and dialogue with them and we hope at running light to help you guys through it and that's why i really want to try to develop this parents helping parents thing out whether it's through some videos that we do or or something but just help them kind of understand you know kind of the nature of pornography in the virtual world and 
and and how to how to kind of do some communication with their kid mm. you know so we'll have to touch that another day for sure yeah that's a good topic yeah so if you have any questions on this stuff you certainly can ask because there's many questions and there's many different answers to every question so you certainly can tweet us at running light ministries and we hope you certainly do so have a great week and we'll um we'll uh, do another one next week Check out runninglight.org to begin our two video series, Take Flight and Love or Lust. You can also send us questions on Twitter at Running Light or on our runninglight.org podcast page. Like us on Facebook at Running Light Ministries, Psalm 36.8. They are abundantly satisfied with the fullness of your house, and you give them drink from the river of your pleasures.